Hello, welcome to the Marketing in Minutes podcast. I'm your host, Colby Klusterman, and happy Friday, everybody. Um, and happy Friday to you, Barrett. I know we're not actually recording on a Friday, but it's Thursday, so it's close enough, right? We can say happy Friday. I, I can pretend every day is Friday. I'm okay with yeah. that. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> For sure. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you've been following along this week, you know all about Barrett. Um, but if you're just tuning into this episode, we're happy to have you. To give you a little background on our guest, Barrett King, he runs go-to-market strategies for partnership acquisitions and engagements at HubSpot. He's been there for almost eight years, and you have a podcast of your own called Partnerships and SaaS. Uh, it's really great. Everybody should check it out. I'll definitely link it in the show notes. So welcome. Welcome back. We're excited to have you uh, yet again. Excited to be here. I love a good shout out too. Thank you for that. And I'll make sure that my title is longer next time we talk. So it <laughs> really drags on. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. The, the longer, the better. Today, we are going to talk about GTM strategy, go-to-market strategy. So I think we have uh, the perfect guest for this. So let, let's just kick it off there. Um, can you, there's obviously a lot of acronyms that are used in, in marketing and just in the world in general. So can you kind of break down what GTM means and then also what GTM strategy means? That's such a fun question because it's going to be my opinion, my perspective. But I For think, sure, that's what I want. Yeah, I, th- I think if you generally understand how to grow a business. And what I mean by that is like, it involves having a product or service. It involves some marketing and some selling and some customer service. You could call that collectively go to market, meaning what are the things that you do to go and help or sell or grow other people, right? Like I'm generalizing in that sense. I think when you talk about go to market strategy at its core, you get away from the ideology that it's all encompassing and it becomes much more focused. So when I think about go to market, it's just fun to say GTM anyways. Uh, I <laughs> I look at it from the holistic perspective. So go to market is we know we've got, it's a point in time I should describe it as. It's like we know we've got product market fit, meaning people are buying and using whatever it is that we're selling, right? So like, or, or uh, servicing through whatever it might be. And so that box is checked. And the next box is like, how do we bring this to more people? How do we deliver this to, to a greater audience? And that, in my opinion, involves a few specific levers. It involves marketing. We just talked in our last episode about demand gen. And so it involves content marketing, awareness, all the things that come with curating an audience of individuals that know who you are, what you do. Um, it involves, you know, obviously sales. It involves CS. It's basically, as I, as I think about it kind of at its core, the foundations that make up how you take your business into the market to deliver value. And then I could go into like a thousand rabbit holes around you know, the different strategies that, that come with it. It's a marketing component. It's a sales component. I'm a huge proponent, obviously, of, of partnerships in general. And so I can get into that if that's interesting. But I think foundationally and fundamentally, go-to-market is about packaging up what it is that you do, who you are, and how you deliver value, and using different avenues, tools, and techniques to go and bring that out to to a greater audience overall. Yeah, understood. So now that we kind of understand what it is, when should I say as a business owner, as some in, someone in leadership, okay, we need to implement a GTM strategy. Like what's that trigger in your opinion? Yeah. I mean, I, I was starting to say it before, like, I think fundamentally you need to know that what you're doing or selling matters. And what I mean by that is like, it's great to have an idea. It's great to make an observation. Let's say you're, 
you're disrupting the, I'll make something funny up. Like you're disrupting the, um, you know, like balloon manufacturing market. I don't know. Like we were at a birthday party for my son last weekend for one of his friends and like they had a ton of balloons. Right. And one of the observations I have is like, there's thousands of types of balloons, right? There's like the mylar and the rubber and the latex and whatever it is, right? all these different types. But maybe you have some like really cool new way of, of curating a balloon that like doesn't destroy the environment and kill people. Great. Awesome. Let's focus on that. You're excited about it, right? We know you're excited about it. So as a business owner, you're sitting here like, this thing's great. It's going to change the world. No one knows who you are. No one knows they have a problem yet. So what I always encourage is like, build your go-to-market fit first. Um, and, and one of the foundations for me uh, in terms of product market fit that's really important there is understanding that, um, and I'll use like an XSAS example. Mark Robert is our, our original head of uh, sales. He was our CRO, took us to 100 million at HubSpot has this brilliant concept of PET, P percent of people do E event over T time. And so what you can measure as a trend is over time, are your customers you know, doing something, doing X or doing Y? And for HubSpot, that was always using a certain amount of our tools every month repeatedly. That was a good way to understand we had product market fit. We knew people were getting value from it. So I'll get away from the balloon analogy because it's weird and doesn't help us. <laughs> I liked but it, it, but yeah. <laughs> it's fun, yeah. But at its core, you know, when I think about when you start to incorporate go-to-market and think about it as a part of your operating process and operating cadence, it's once you understand that you have something that, that people want to buy or use and that they're at least repeating that process several times over. And that gives you the kind of math problem, the fundamental math of knowing that when you go and start to amplify your message, and amplify your audience, you have a very clear way of delivering that value over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and you kind of touched on earlier, like one of those avenues being partnerships. And since that is a specialty of yours, it's what your podcast is all, all about. I'd love to dive a little deeper there. So when looking at GTM strategy, how do you see partnerships fitting into that? You're talking my wheelhouse now. I mean, I think the thing that comes up most when I'm asked this question is when and how. I actually like the question of where and, and the ideology of you know this being a framework to operate your business on. I think marketing is important first and fundamentally because it's helped to curate who you are and your message and what you do and sort of like the general understanding of, of what it is that you you spend your time on every day. And I think you know when you bring that into um, the the bigger picture, right? So you get away from marketing as a kind of a messaging and, and um, awareness component. Sales is like the other end of the spectrum. So now we're like closing the business and whatnot. I think partnerships allow you to go to market. So, you know, sell to your customers um, with another business that already delivers value to them. So uh, a trendy thing to say in the industry and partnerships right now is like, um, what are your better together stories and how do you um, borrow value or, or see value? And so for partnerships, I think it's uh, an observation point. So early in your company, you know that your product or service is working, people are buying it. And kind of like step one, you've curated some marketing, people are um, able to go and understand who you are because you've got content, you've got blogs, you've got a social presence and whatnot. Right around there as we start to, to be relevant in terms of looking at what, what other companies are delivering value to these customers, what other businesses are you know, ancillary and wrapped around what we do in the market, because those are likely your closest step to additive value. And so we always talk about in partnerships, working with your partners is important because they already own your customer's trust and they allow you to borrow that trust, add value to it and deliver it back to the customer. So this is kind of the first way I think about partnerships is you know who's already built trust within the target demographic, the, the folks that you're looking to, to deliver your value to. Go work with them. Go explore that. Go look for better together opportunities because it's going to make a big difference in terms of just lift in value. 
But the second stage of it, and this sometimes actually can come first, is are there businesses that are doing work that you know, escalates, that increases the value that you deliver? So let's say you're, a, I'll use you guys, like you're an agency, right? You're delivering value at scale by helping your customers to grow better. Maybe it's an integration. Like it might make sense for you to explore integrations partnerships because there's a certain integration that connects to the core tech stack that you use for your customers. And that integration 3x is the value your customer gets. That's a natural progression to say, let's go look at a partnership with that organization with the respect being that it's not just about selling their software, but actually delivering more value to your customer. So to kind of land the plane again in this thought, the way that I think about it is that Partnerships should be about additive value, um, increasing leverage, certainly, in the market. And then lastly, I think the, the most important piece for me is thinking about what it does for your customers, I've mentioned several times in this answer, and tying it back to that. So like, it really should be about your customer's experience, not just about you selling more or servicing better or whatnot. Um, and then thinking kind of the second dimension of that is, how does your customer, by working with you and this other partner, grow their business, scale their services, whatever the kind of value is that you're delivering, and do so in a way that helps you as an organization go to market differently. So what I mean kind of lastly is, does it help you to find more customers? Does it help you to gain better validation, shorten your sales cycle and get to that end state better? Does it help you to go to an emerging market? A lot of folks talk about that, you know, certainly more recently, I've had more conversations around tapping into emerging mar markets and using, you know, partners as a way to uh, naturalized currency and, you know, be able to uh, create resources in market, in language, in, you know, cultural nuance that are, that are valid and, and valuable to your customer experience. So as long as it's about your customer, you're good, uh, tie partnerships back to that. And usually it's a good leverage point to grow your business faster. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and I was going to ask some more questions around DTM and DTM strategy, but I feel like you gave like a really well-rounded answer for that. So I want to leave off on a little bit of a different note. Um, and I actually learned this at inbound, there was a podcast recording or a podcast expert who was there and I went to a session. Um, and a question he suggested people ask is since you're the expert, is there anything I didn't ask? Or is there anything that you don't get asked that you want to answer because you think it's important, you know, anything come to mind when I kind of throw that curveball at you? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's not even a curveball. It's a great question. I'd say I'm certainly not the expert. I, I appreciate that compliment, but I'm, I'm really focused on, and I think this comes up a lot, but I think it's relevant to your question. I'm really focused on listening right now. I, I, my show, the one that I have partnerships and SaaS is about listening to others that are perhaps experts, if you would, um, but certainly more experienced than me. And and hopefully curating an, an audience experience around, you know, what are the questions that aren't being asked? So yours is very relevant. I think the thing for me that that is probably not talked about enough is the why behind it. So you get a lot of like, when I work with partners, I generate more revenue. When I work with partners, my customers stay around longer. It's very me-centric. My feedback, acknowledgement, whatever you want to call it, would be think about what makes your customer better, what makes your partner better. Uh, this guy, Blake Williams, um, does some really great work around value deposits. And one of the things that he talks about, Amp Factor is his company, he talks about how you, know, you should be giving value to your customer first, to your partner first. I think about it like filling up a jar with marbles and that you know you fill it with marbles and then you pour sand on top and you can really put a lot of value in that you know very specific amount of space and the reason i say it's marbles and then it's sand is that the sand obviously as you can picture in your mind works its way into the cracks and really fills up that entire space so that when you take a marble out for your own use it doesn't disrupt the entirety of that space as much and so it's really important that you think about you know value in terms of partnerships and go to market in general uh, first what are we doing for the community? What are we doing for our customers, for our partners? Because ultimately that's going to help you grow better. And, and think of yourselves as sort of like 
the the magnet for all of that value overall in the ecosystem, in the environment, in the in the um, you know greater market. That's the biggest opportunity I see right now in in go to market, uh, generally speaking. Awesome. I think that's great insight, uh, keeping that customer, the value provided to them front of mind. I think that's just a healthy mindset to have all around in business. <laughs> um, but yeah, specific, specifically for uh, GTM in this conversation we're having. So uh, that wraps us up today. Barrett, I want to thank you so much for being on all these episodes. I think there were definitely great bits of nuggets throughout each of them. If you want to learn more about Barrett or listen to his podcast, it's Partnerships in SaaS. It's on all the things Spotify, Apple Music. Yep. All okay. Things, yeah. YouTube, it's <laughs> everywhere. You can always find me on LinkedIn too. Uh, Barrett J. King. I put the J in there to sound extra cool. Yep. Um, and I, the longer I the try better. And, yeah, the longer the better. <laughs> That's our theme today. I try and curate good stuff there around partnerships. So, you know, feel free to give me a like, a, a follow, a subscribe, all that good stuff, or DM me. Like, I'm always happy to talk, go to market, talk partnerships, and help you wherever I can. For sure. Uh, thank you again for being on our podcast. It, it was a pleasure. Same. And thank you all for spending a few minutes with us. Feel free to rate us five stars on Apple Podcast and Spotify, and we'll talk to you next time. See ya.